When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 20th of June, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair. Hope you're all well on this Tuesday. Quite chilly morning in Sydney. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN, SEN even, 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number if you want to get in touch over the course of the next hour, or you can text so four five seven seven three six seven three six. That's all before breakfast with Vossi and Copes, Trent Copeland, uh, for our listeners in Sydney, for our listeners in Queensland, of course, Patton Heels along after six a.m. Lots to get through this morning as well. We'll update you with the cricket. It is a really, really interesting match heading into the final day. We'll hopefully get a wrap as well uh, from the guys over in the UK over the course of the next hour. Uh, but we'll bring you up to speed in just a second on what is happening. If you're just switching the radio on, uh, if you went to bed. Uh, Early on last night, maybe at lunch, I'll let you know what exactly has unfolded yeah, the cricket stumps at day four. We'll get to that in a second. Jack Clifton, host of the Red V podcast. We've had him on a couple of times over the past uh, six or so weeks. Uh, we're going to get him on again this morning to talk about the Ben Hunt story that still continues to be really the dominant headline in rugby league away from origin. In fact, to be perfectly honest, it's probably dominating origin at the moment. So we'll have a chat with Jack as well a little later on in the show. If we have time, we'll try it to Chris Perkins as well. But most importantly, want to hear from you. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Tuesday morning, it's two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, uh, before we get to some of the rugby league news, and we'll have, as I say, hopefully a bigger wrap of this with the boys over in London shortly, over in Birmingham, sorry, shortly. But uh, at Stumps, Australia are three for 107, which means Australia will need another 174 runs to win. Uh, Stumps, day four, of course, play gets back underway a little later on today. Australia, three for 107. England were bowled out for 273 overnight. None of their players actually making 50. Uh, Joe Root and Harry Brook, the top run scorers with 46. Ben Stokes also made 43. Pat Cummins, he took four for 63. And Nathan Lyon, four for 80, the best of the Australian wicket takers. And in reply, Usman Quadra is not out 34. Scott Boland, and I saw the tail end of this as I woke up and made my way to work this morning. Scott Boland, the night watchman, he survived and he's actually made 13 runs. He's not out 13. I think he hit a couple of boundaries. Uh, David Warner made 36 before he was uh, caught uh, by Johnny Bairstow on the off the bowling of Oddie Robinson. Amongst the Shane, a disappointing test for him, only 13 runs. And Steve Smith, uh, probably the same can be said for him as well. He only managed to make six before Stuart Broad got him out, thanks to, again, a catch from Johnny Bairstow. So Usman Khawaja not out 34. Scott Boland not out 13. 
very evenly poised Australia. Three for 107 at Stumps at day four. They need another 174 runs to win. It is going to come down to the wire tonight. You imagine, uh, probably not in the first session, but definitely in that second session, we will know who is going to take out the first test. And it's really interesting. Uh, if, to be honest, if it was England batting, we might know earlier on with the baseball approach. I think Australia will um, be smarter with their approach or different with their approach, whether it be smarter or not, I'm not sure. 174 runs or seven wickets. Who's going to win? It is really interesting. Um, and this is just the first test, the next test getting underway. I think it's next Wednesday night. Uh, if you've been watching it, if you've been listening to it here on SCN, your thoughts on how the last day is going to unfold. Three for 107, Australia. As I said, another 174 runs to win. And, a, and England needs seven wickets. Who are you leaning towards, England or Australia? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Does England take those seven wickets or do Australia get the extra 174 runs they need to win? Who are you leaning towards? And David Warner, 36, is that enough to keep his spot for the second test? Let me know your thoughts on how the cricket is going to go. And as I say, hopefully we'll hear from Adam Collins, Barat Sundaresan, and maybe one of the players as well a little later on in the course of this hour. Australia, 174 runs to win. Do you back them? I mean, they're only three down, but we know England has a very good bowling attack. It's going to be really interesting. Our coverage will continue here on SEN tonight uh, from 730 uh, and first ball at 8 o'clock tonight. That is Sydney-Queensland time. Your thoughts on the cricket? Who is going to get up? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 at 6 past 5. We'll get back to the cricket shortly. However, uh, let us go back to the NRL. And really, the story that has been dominating the headlines across the weekend, we had five games of NRL across the weekend. We've got State of Origin tomorrow night. Um, and that even that is sort of just slightly going under the radar. No doubt it will be front of our mind tomorrow. But the Ben Hunt story really is dominating their headlines at the moment. Um, and, and fresh a couple of fresh things to come out of this story as well. Firstly, the NRL has called the agent of Ben Hunt to warn him against holding talks with rival clubs over signing the St. George Illawarra captain for next season. It is understood that the accreditation committee boss, Paul Massey, called Hunt's agent, Cole Davis, over the weekend to remind him of the game's contracting rules, which forbid clubs inducing players or their agents to break contracts. Davis confirmed he had received a phone call, but refused to discuss the details of the conversation. We know Hunt is in camp with the Queensland side for the second state of origin and has asked for a release, becoming frustrated with the Dragons. He is, though, contracted for a further two seasons. And under the game's contracting rules, neither Hunt, an agent, or a club can negotiate a playing contract or negotiate for playing services for the years currently under contract. The only way that can happen is if the Dragons mutually consented to his release. They could then grant him permission to negotiate right now to play elsewhere for the rest of this year, 24-25. But we know the Dragons have shown little interest in doing so. Um, and another, well, I, I don't know whether it's a surprise, whether there's anything to it, but uh, I noticed James Hooper reported on NRL 360 last night that the Roosters, the Sydney Roosters, uh, the surprise team that has sort of popped up out of nowhere to be surprised at 
uh, to be potentially getting the signing of Ben Hunt, which has come as a surprise for some people. I saw some people on social media last night saying there's no way the Roosters uh, will get Ben Hunt, be long odds. Um, I don't think they're favourites to get Ben Hunt, but I, I'm not surprised that their name, and not just because they're the Roosters, I'm not surprised that their name has been mentioned. Um, we, we know they've been struggling this year with points being scored. They're, they're, they've had problems with the Haas. It's called Sam Walker. Uh, dropped, what, about two months ago now, heading into that Anzac Day clash against the Dragons. Luke Keery, uh, good news for him, he's been cleared of that broken jaw, so could actually be back next week. But I still, look, I don't think he will go to the Roosters. And the other thing um, that I think needs to be mentioned here is that if the Dragons do end up letting Ben Hunt go, they could probably, and I don't know what is in Ben Hunt's contract, but they could probably say, well, hang on a second, you can't go to any other Sydney club. It's interesting. Where do you think Ben Hunt is going to end up? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Do you actually think the Dragons could smooth things out? I don't. Um, once we sort of get to this situation, it's very hard to see anything turning around. But where do you expect Ben Hunt to be playing next year? 2024, 2025. Is it the Dragons? Is it the Bulldogs? Is it the Titans? Is it the Roosters? Would you not be surprised if the Roosters made a play for him? And if the Roosters made a play for Ben Hunt, surely, um, and we'll get to Matt Lodge in a second, but surely that means one of their halves has to go, whether it be Luke Keery or Sam Walker. Surely they can't afford Keery, Walker, Hunt. Sam and Smith as well made his debut, although he wouldn't be on a lot of money. Where does Ben Hunt go? 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And if you're Shane Flanagan watching all of this as the new coach coming in for season 2024 and beyond, what are you thinking? Um, he said over the course of the weekend, he doesn't want Hunt to go anywhere, but obviously Ben Hunt does want to go somewhere. Really interesting story playing out at the Dragons. After the next break, I'll catch up with Jack Clifton and have a chat with him about it and get his take of it, host of the Red V podcast. But a really interesting situation at the moment unfolding with the Dragons and Ben Hunt. Where does Hunt end up? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Just on sort of the Roosters, Matt Lodge is on the lookout for a new club for the rest of the season after the Sydney Roosters gave him permission to leave immediately. Now, Lodge has dropped and didn't play last weekend in their win against the Knights. And he knew he had no future at the Roosters beyond this season after being squeezed out of the club when they signed the Panthers' Spencer Lienu and re-signed veteran front rower Jared Maria Hargraves. Uh, Lodge spoke about his situation last month. He said, Jared has decided to play on. He deserves that. He's been a warrior for a long time. I knew that when I came here. So I'm happy to play my role here, whether it's until the end of the year or longer. He was confident of picking up a new deal. I'm sweet. There'll be options. I'm not retiring. And we know he had... Uh, lunch and met with Canterbury coach Cameron Serraldo about a switch to Belmore for 2024. Bulldogs fans, um, Matt Lodge, and I know Volsey touched on this yesterday with the Tyrone May story as well, but do you want Matt Lodge at your club? I remember it was almost this time last year that, that in fact, it would be very close to almost this date last year that the whispers came out that he was coming to the Roosters, going to the Roosters and ended up signing with the Roosters. And look, I will give Matt Lodge credit. He played very well at the back end of this year, uh, at back end of last year, sorry. But unfortunately for him, uh, his performances this year have been 
below average for the Roosters. Bulldogs fans, do you want Matt Lodge at your club? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. In fact, does any anyone, whoever you support, would you like Matt Lodge at your club? There seems to be a, a bit of a ongoing thing here with him where he did play very well at the end of last year, but this year has offered not, not a lot. We know at his best, he's a very good forward. But is it worth all the baggage? And he is, is he that good of a player to sign? He might be useful for the Bulldogs. We know he can play well. But do you want Matt Lodge at your club? Would you like Matt Lodge at your club for season 2024 and beyond? No doubt he'll pick up a club. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. But would you like him at your club? 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01-1170, our open line number. Matt Lodge, would you like him playing for your club? That's just a bit of what's on our agenda today. Of course, it is Teamless Tuesday today. We've got State of Origin coming up tomorrow night. Very excited about that as well. You'll hear it on SEN. It'll be our main focus tomorrow morning. Ben Hunt, do you see him ending up at the Roosters? Where do you see Ben Hunt going? I'd still be surprised if it is the Roosters, but where would where do you see Ben Hunt going? And I go back to the question, and I'll ask Jack Clifton this uh, in a little bit. Do you, do, If you're a Dragons fan, do you want someone at your club that doesn't want to be there? 0457 736 736. Matt Lodge, would you like him at your club after he's been granted release from the Roosters? Do you think he would be a handy pickup for a team like the Bulldogs? And the cricket, Australia need 174 more runs to win. When they go in for the to bat, of course, they're three for 90 at the moment. They need 174 more runs to win. Final day gets underway at 8 o'clock tonight. England needs seven wickets. Who's your money on? Australia to get the 174 runs. England to take the seven wickets. There's a bit of rain around tomorrow morning, England time. But after that, it seems that the forecast is fine. So we should get a result one way or another. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. We're off and running on this Tuesday morning at 14 past five. Tuesday morning, tradies news in a nutshell. Back to your text and call shortly 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. A lot happening in the world of sport. And I didn't think, to be honest, when we said goodbye to this man late last week, they would be getting him back on about another Dragons issue. But the Dragons, Ben Hunt, has been in the news over the past 48 or so hours. And I thought I'd just have a quick chat with the host of the Red Feet podcast, Jack Clifton, who is back on the line. Morning to you, Jack. Morning, Dan. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, and uh, no problem. So one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, and I'll ask you about the broader Dragons fan base in a second, but mm. you were on the show about a month or so ago when Anthony Griffin got uh, the sack, and Ben Hunt's name came up, and you wouldn't. You said then you wouldn't be too disappointed. As good of a player as he is, you wouldn't be too mm. disappointed if he was to leave. Now we've seen over the past... Uh, couple of days reports that he wants out not just at the end of the season but immediately what before I get you like the fans view and everything else what's your take on how this has played out over the past couple of days uh, it's really disappointing Dan um, let's not forget that Ben Hunt is the is the captain he's the club captain mm. of, of this team and and and, and like many other journos and commentators have spoken about over the last couple of days about it the timing just seems very very bizarre to me um, I can understand his his is wanting to to go to go back to Queensland and perhaps 
finish his career in Queensland. But let's not forget, he was the one that signed uh, signed a contract in, in December of last year. He was already contracted till the end of this season and he signed on for a further two years. No one at the Dragons was holding no. a gun to his head to, for, to get him to sign that contract. So I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for him in, in that regard. And I think the whole way that it's been handled um, and, and the whole way that all this news has come out has been very, very unprofessional from, from Ben Hunt's point of view. I, 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 I'm not going to argue and, and say that the Dragons management and the Dragons board isn't, isn't incompetent and it's not a rabble because it is. I've, I've spoken about that on, on the show with you before and spoken about that at length on, on the Red V podcast. So, yeah, I, I guess on one side of the coin, there's probably fans, not just of the Dragons, but of other NRL clubs that are, are thinking, well, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him for, for wanting to, to get out. And that's fine. But at the same time, don't, don't go and sign a, an extension and, and don't try and pull the rug from under the Dragons halfway through the season when only a couple of days ago they released Josh Kerr Mm. Uh, they, they're going through po- possibly and, and probably their their worst season uh, in the history of the joint venture. It's um, yeah, the timing's very very disappointing, and and I would think that as as a captain, your behaviour should um, should be a little bit better than what we've seen uh, from from Ben Hunt. Not just over this uh, over the, the last few days and and this news coming out, Dan. But let's not forget he is he has positioned himself in the media over the last few months. Um, it was only probably a month or so ago or six weeks ago where he said that if the Dragons sack Griffin, he might go bush and we might never see him again. So there's been a, a lot of comments in the media and he's used the media as a tool to position himself to potentially get a contract with, a, with another NRL club. And I think as a club captain, that's pretty disgraceful. And I think you make a, a good point. He is the captain and no one is denying he's... Look, he's been the Dragons' best player over the past few years. Mm. Look, Jack, I got a text yesterday. Uh, and look, and I said at the time and... That uh, the question was, I think it was from Rob, uh, who texted me and saying if Ben Hunt wasn't getting offers or wouldn't have the number of offers like he thinks he's going to get, a, like a player that isn't as good as Ben Hunt, would he be making all this mm. noise about leaving the Dragons? Now you can sort of look at that in two ways, though. Uh, obviously, he's had a great career at not just the Dragons but the Broncos beforehand, rep football as well. So look, he's earned that position to for other clubs to want him. But I do think you make a very good point. Club captain, it's not the first time this has happened. It's not the last time it will happen, but it is a major distraction. Now, the Dragons, Jack, probably not going to make the top eight, but it is still a distraction for the rest of the year. And I know there was an article yesterday in the Daily Telegraph saying um, that the players want to keep him there, and he's not got an issue with the players. But Mm. surely this needs to go a bit more behind the scenes than what it has been over the past few weeks. Well, like, just let me give you a scenario, Dan. Imagine if you're rocking into work and and you, you, you see a press conference or you, you see a video from Vossi saying that he wants he wants out of his contract with SEN and he, he he doesn't want to work with SEN anymore. And once he's once he's kind of comes back from his holidays, he he wants to be working for a rival radio station. That's going to make you feel pretty crappy as an employee. I know we, I don't I know they. You can't always line up the, I guess, the nine to fives that people like you and me do. Although I think you're you're more you're probably more three to eleven down than nine to five um, compared to, to rugby league because I, I think they have very different careers. But yeah, the 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 impact it'll have on a relatively young squad when you look through the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan, Jaden Sullivan, Junior Moon, even players like your Jaden Hunt and, and your Michael Mollers that are still finding their feet in first grade are under the age of 25. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very disappointing from, from a leadership standpoint. And, yeah, I, I get the Dragons are a rabble. I get that Ben Hunt has had to 
had to face up to media questions and press conferences week after week after week when the Dragons have put in some, some really shambolic and pathetic performances over the last three or four years. But let's also not forget that the Dragons are paying him $1.2 million per season, mm-hmm. that a fair chunk of the salary cap for the Dragons is being hung up in this contract for, for Ben Hunt. And that was, that was the point I was trying to make um, when I, I came on the show about a month or six weeks ago that I wouldn't be that upset because I think that $1.2 million per year can equate to two pretty efficient or two pretty solid uh, forwards. The, the Dragons could go into the market for a middle forward. Their, their prop, the prop position in that middle forward rotation is probably the weakest in the competition and they don't have much depth. They're very thin in the, in the back row, that edge second row position as well. So I was probably more kind of thinking about that, that the Dragons could overall make their make their, their side a more competitive side, a more well-rounded side. No one knows the, the performance of the Ben Hunt better, better than anyone, um, but at the same time, the, the Dragons haven't played finals since 2018. He's had the last four seasons to try and drag the Dragons into that kind of position, and you can argue that that's because he hasn't had quality players around him, but I think there's a responsibility when you're one of the highest-paid players in the competition, and by far the highest-paid player um, at the club at St. George Illawarra, there's, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that money comes with some consequences to it. And the Dragons, I don't think, have really seen um, dividends on that 1.2 mil per season. And, mm. yeah, that, I think a lot of St. George Illawarra fans, Dan, were, were quite surprised at the end of last year when he did sign on for a further couple of years because the same, the same rumours were out. It was the Bulldogs, it was the Titans, the sides that are searching for a halfback, searching for a winning halfback that was sniffing around. And then he re-signs with the Dragons, and now we find six months down the track he, he wants out. It's just, yeah, it's, um, it just stinks to high heaven. Now, just to confirm as well, Vossi is not going anywhere as far as I know. No, he's now, not. He's not. I'm sorry, Andrew. I did see him at Coggy the other day. I shouted out. But, uh, yeah, 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 they heard it was me, a host of the Red Bay podcast. Or he, um, oh. Yeah, he was, uh, he was busy late, uh, trying to get out of Cogra. But, uh, no, nah, Vossi's not going to be going anywhere. <laughs> he almost fell off his seat in the office. Uh, just quickly... Uh, uh, and you look at it from the other point of view, and I understand where you're coming from. If he wants out, and I had a call yesterday saying that basically if someone wants out of their job for whatever reason, and sometimes people leave jobs on good terms, bad terms, different reasons all the time. But if you want out of your job um, and the you submit your resignation or whatever, then most of the time, I'd say 90, 95% of the time, the employer will let you go. Now, do you want Ben Hunt or any player in any club, but in this situation, Ben Hunt, do you still want him at the Dragons? If, say, they sit down in the next week after Origin is done tomorrow night, and that's very important, it should be his main focus at the moment. I don't think anyone's denying mm-hmm. that. But once that's done and dusted, do you want then Ben Hunt at your club if talks they can't come to some agreement in the next five, six, seven days? Would you just like him to go? Well, I'd like him to stay at the club if he wants to be at the club. Agreed. But, but if he's going to if he's if he's going to be here, be at the Dragons, and he's going to kick stones, and I, I, along with a lot of the other the Dragons fan base are, are not going to be really interested in him him um, staying at the club. I think I know what will happen. I think it will all be smoothed over by CEO Ryan Webb after Origin, and I think there will probably be some commitment to um, have Ben Hunt stay until the end of the season, and I would not be surprised if uh, by the end of the season he has been released because we see it We see it with so many different teams, don't we, Dan? Yep. see a player ask for a release that they're denied two or three times. Same thing happened with Jason Saab. Um, and, and, and then eventually he was released. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same with, with Ben Hunt. But I, I, for, for the Dragons, I think if they're going to release Ben Hunt, 
apart from obviously having that that money in the cap to to try and sign uh, new players, that's that's fairly worthless in, in in the position the Dragons are in at the moment. Because you look through the the players coming off contract this season, a lot of the high end quality talent has has already been snapped up by rival clubs. So uh, the Dragons having one point two million on their books for the salary cap next year doesn't help them an awful lot. And I know it's been banded around by by other people in the last 24 to 48 hours. I would love to see either a transfer fee, some money coming back towards the Dragons, that if he, if he does does go to the Bulldogs or Titans, you would think that if he's asked for an immediate release, he's got a job lined up, right? Like, he's not um, he's not asking for immediate release so he can sit at home on his couch. Like, he's obviously got a role somewhere with, with whatever NRL club um, that is. So, yeah, either if I'm the Dragons, I want some kind of money. I want some, some kind of reimbursement for releasing our best player. Or you want a player of similar similar ability or a couple of players mm. um, to kind of soften the blow um, if, if he does go. If, if that isn't the case, and I think the Dragons need to show some backbone and, and the board needs to show some spine for once and, and say, well, we're not going to release you until, until we get the, the necessary compensation because I think it's completely unfair to clubs. And, and we've seen it happen to those those lower run clubs in recent years, Dan, sides like the Tigers, Newcastle, St. George, Illawarra, that yeah, a good side can, can come across mm. and, and kind of poach a player. Yeah, very interesting indeed. We'll have to wait and see what does happen in the coming days and weeks. And also, I suppose the other thing on the back of that, Jack, as well, is that you think about it, and who knows what's in Ben Hunt's contract, but maybe, and I think the guys on breakfast may have a further look into this after 6am, about what is, if, is, if there's no clause in Ben Hunt's contract, what if he wants to go to a bigger club can the Dragons say, well, no. It's it's really, really interesting to see how it all plays out. Jack, great stuff as always. We'll no doubt catch up again soon, and I'm sure this story has a little more to unfold just yet. Yeah, no, looking forward to uh, chatting about the Dragons, mate. They're the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes, they are indeed. Thank you, Jack. We'll speak again soon, mate. Cheers, Dan. Jack Clifton, host of the Red V podcast. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, interesting there from Jack. And as I said, he was on a couple of weeks ago with me or about a month ago with me saying it might be good for the Dragons uh, to see Ben Hunt go. Well, it looks like that is going to happen uh, one way or another. Maybe it's a, a good thing. Uh, a few texts on the back of that interview. 0457 736 736. This is from Mitch. Did Flanagan sign, Shane Flanagan sign, banking on having Hunt as a marquee player and or mentor for up and coming players for the next two years? Does now does does that now set him back two years? Is he fighting a losing battle? That from Mitch. Well, I, I would have assumed, and I, I'm not Shane Flanagan. I've never met Shane Flanagan in my life, but I would have assumed, considering that Ben Hunt is on contract and contracted to the Dragons to, until the end of 2025, Shane Flanagan probably would have expected Ben Hunt to be there until the end of 2025. However. This is not the first time this story, and Jack referenced it there, this is not the first time this story has popped up. Uh, ben Hunt's been in the media for many, many months now saying that if Anthony Griffin was to leave the club, then he would think about his own playing future as well. So I'm sure Flanagan, when he signed on, knew there would be a chance that this would happen, but probably backed himself, and maybe still does, to be able to win Ben Hunt around. And as Jack just said then, look, if they could sit down and everyone come to some agreement and Ben Hunt wants to stay at the Dragons and be happy at the Dragons, then of course you'd want to keep him. Uh, it is an interesting question, though, Mitch, on, in terms of if Hunt does indeed leave, does that set the Dragons back? Well, I think it has to. I mean, he's been their best player. Yes, they haven't made the final since 2018. 
but he's been their best player for many years. And who else is on the market really in terms of halves that they could sign? Luke Brooks is around. Um, but right at this stage, and we know things move quickly and there might be uh, some dominoes falling in different places depending where Ben Hunt ends up. But right now, if you look at who's off contract to play in the halves, do they need to sign a half? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, I think, and I said to Jack when I spoke to him last week, Mitch, I think in terms of Ben, uh, in terms of Shane Flanagan, I think it was going to take a couple of years anyway. With no Ben Hunt, yes, it may take longer. It'll be an interesting one. This from Kieran Hunt will go to the Titans. Dragons should have a release cause where he can't play against the Dragons for two years. That from Kieran. Well, this is another interesting point, Kieran. Great text is that, and I just said that to Jack as well, is that we don't know what is in Ben Hunt's contract. Got no idea what's in Ben Hunt's contract. But at the end of the day, if there is nothing, if there's no special clause or get-out clause or anything in Ben Hunt's contract, then the Dragons are well within their rights. And this is um, where it comes, to, and I just met talking to Jack, but this is where this Rooster story uh you sit there and you think, well, if the Roosters are seriously interested and Ben Hunt is seriously interested in going to the Roosters, well, can't the Dragons say, well, no. You can't. You have to go to maybe just a Queensland club. Yeah, really, really interesting one in this text here. No name on it, but ending in 7338. He's already going to the Roosters. Yes, thank you very much. Look, more texts there. We'll get to them. We're also going to hear from David Warner as well on the other side of the break. It is 27 minutes to 6 o'clock. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Keep the text coming in 0457 736 736 or call the open line 1300 01 1170. Yeah, back to all of your texts on the Ben Hunt issue. It is dominating uh, the headlines. Your texts again this morning shortly, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 But let's just switch our attention back to the cricket. As I said, if you're just waking up, switching the radio on at Stumps, Australia are three for 107. Uh, England were all out for 273. Uh, none of the England batsmen even made a half century. Uh, ben Stokes uh, made uh, 43, but Joe Root and also uh, Harry Brook, uh, the highest run scorers in their innings, uh, both getting 46 runs each. Australia, in reply, three for 107. Usman Khawaja not out on 34. Scott Boland was sent in as the night watchman. He's not out on 13. David Warner, who we're going to hear from in just a second, he got out for 36. Manus Lubbershane, 13. Steve Smith, Six, uh, three for 107. As I say, 174 more runs to win or seven more wickets for England to win. There is a bit of rain forecast around the Birmingham area tomorrow morning, uh, tonight our time, but hopefully uh, that'll pass. From what I heard um, uh, yes, last night, uh, from uh, locals over there and uh, the weather forecasts and all of that. Uh, could be some rain around early on, but then we should get, uh, once that rain goes, it shouldn't come back. Uh, hopefully that is the case. Um, who are you banking on? Who's your money on? Can Australia get another 174 runs? Can England get the seven wickets? This text from Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. If Scott Boland, who's not out on 13, can hang around and put on another 30 or 40, and hope, I'm hoping that the batting form of Head, Green and Carey, along with Kawaja, will get us home. Well, yes, Usman Kawaja, of course, uh, fantastic first innings making a century. Um, and Alex Carey was very, very important as well. Travis Head uh, had a decent innings as well. So 174 runs, it doesn't seem like a lot, does it? But you just never know. And home, 
the English fans behind the England team, it's going to be a really exciting finish. Bharat Sundarason, an important member of our SCN cricket commentary team, caught up with David Warner post-match to get his thoughts on day four of the Test match. David Warner, that was a bloody good day of Test cricket. That was fantastic. Um, now it's what the, the crowd wanted. Uh, I felt our bowlers held their lines very well against the English batters and you know, they're going to play that type of cricket throughout the whole series. And, um, you know, for us, if we can hold our nerve and bowl tight lines, uh, it's going to be a lot of batter error dismissals. I felt like uh, our skipper was, you know, from the front there today. You know, that, that ball to get uh, Popey was fantastic. And, um, you know, the way that Gazza held his nerve also, uh, they're, you know, looking to probably try and come harder at him. Uh, but the way that he held his nerve as well was fantastic. And just on that, just the way Pat Cummins bowled, just literally nothing for him on that pitch. Uh, yesterday, at least, the conditions were in the bowler's favour. To do what he did to stop England at various points, uh, it was a special spell. Yeah, and that's why we got world-class bowlers in our lineup. Uh, you know, they're up there in the rankings for a reason. They know what they have to do. Uh, we haven't played against uh, England with this brand of cricket and on these type of wickets. So, you know, for the bowlers to come out and adjust, you know, have obscure fields, uh, be quite defensive, but but in, in, in saying that, attacking with lines and length, that's going to be the key, and, and patience is going to be the biggest key. So the way that our bowlers have adapted, I felt, has been fantastic. Uh, uh, coming to the run chase, David, like 281 uh, on a pitch like this, uh, what, what was the thinking going in uh, to the dressing room once you guys bowled them out? Oh, for us, it's about times on our side. Uh, you know, there's going to be a bit of weather around tomorrow, but we can't, we can't control that. For us, it's about to come out here and play the way that you play. You can't go into your shell. I think the positive thing is, though, the wicket isn't going up and down um, as as much as you think from a deteriorating wicket, probably on the lower side. But if we keep being patient and we keep looking to score, uh, you know, we will go a long way in this game. Uh, and just about your innings, I mean, you got the perfect, give them the perfect start in a way. Uh, you're looking good, you're looking confident with your footwork as well. Uh, how much did you enjoy your innings here? Yeah, look, my feet and my energy was fantastic. And... That's the game of cricket over here in England. You're going to, you're going to have one on your, you know, your name on one of the balls. And you know, for me, that was you know, exactly how I felt. That was the way that you're probably going to get dismissed if you got, if you got a good one. So you know, for me, it's about being positive, um, looking to score. And I feel like I'm in a, in a great position at the moment. Um, and if I, keep, if I keep doing that and going that way, I'll have a, a beginning soon. That was a good knock from Scott Boland in the end. I mean, he walked out with 16 minutes left. Uh, he held his nerve well, and that what, 107 for three. Uh, it leaves you in a pretty decent position still. Yeah, it does. Uh, boot, you know, he, I won't say he lives for this situation, yeah. but um, but yeah, for, for him to come out there and play the way he did was was fantastic. And you know, you look at Uzi at the other end there. You know, cool and calm, and you know, he just looks so focused as well. So let's uh, hope, fingers crossed, tomorrow that you know the weather holds off and the crowd get to see a great day of cricket again. Like you said, David, you can't control the weather, but can, is it just about going out there and batting normally and hope that the conditions are in your favour? Because we've seen uh, the bowlers come into it if there is some cloud cover. Yeah, look, I think if it, if it, if it rains and it rains heavy, I think it'll burn off. Uh, and that's what the predictions are. So for us, you've got to just keep that out of your mind and just play as the ball comes at you and respect each delivery and, and then look to score. Uh, and finally, just as a neutral, what was going through your head when Joe Root attempted a reverse trump of the first ball of the day? It's very brave. I think when you've played 130 tests, you're averaging 50, um, 30 hundreds. You, you you probably got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, credits in the bank to, to play that type of shot. But um, yeah, look, if he wants to play that way, and you know, one of their best batters in their rankers, um, we're happy for him to play those shots. Thank you so much for speaking to SCN Test cricket, David. Thanks, Brad. David Warner with Barat Sundarayson there. He made 36 in Australia's second innings. Coverage will resume tonight on SCN from 7:30. PM tonight, and it is uh, D-Day, really, day five.
Australia needing 174 more runs to win England seven wickets. Uh, going to be very exciting to see how that all unfolds tonight. You will hear it on SEN uh, from 7.30pm tonight. Uh, as he did say, David Warner, a bit of rain around. Maybe uh, that's good for bowling uh, for England. We'll just have to wait and see. Three for 107, 174 runs to win. England, seven wickets. Who are you thinking is going to get up and take a 1-0 lead in the Ashes? Again, 174 runs with seven wickets remaining. You don't think would be that hard for in, uh, for Australia, but uh, if it is cloudy, if the ball is swinging a bit, uh, it's, and the England crowd is behind the England team. We know what can happen. Should be a very exciting finish to the first test before the next test begins next Wednesday in just over a week's time. All right, it's quarter to six. 0457 736 736 or 1300 A couple more texts before a bit of other news. Um, this from Razor, uh, and this is on the back of the Ben Hunt story and James Hooper reporting on NRL 360 that uh, the Roosters are a surprise bidder. Uh, for Ben Hunt. They're interested in him anyway. Whether anything actually happens or not, I'm not sure. He says, looking forward to seeing the Rooster, who the Roosters will sign with $950,000 approximately suddenly freed up by the Matt Lodge departure. Uh, and how many million-dollar players they sign with. Thank you, Razor. Uh, yes, Matt Lodge has left the Roosters. Look, I, I understand why Ben Hunt's name has been mentioned in terms of the Roosters, I still don't think they would be favourites. I would say, uh, if he doesn't stay at the Dragons, it would be Bulldogs or the Titans. But funnier things have happened. Uh, this from Junior Smithy. Morning, Dan. If I was the Dragons, if clubs are making an approach for Ben Hunt, I would ask for players. So if it's the Titans, I would ask for Jaden Campbell, Isaac Fasumilari, uh, and uh, Cleese Hassel from the Cowboys. I would ask for Reese Robson, Tom Chester, uh, and the like, that from Junior Smithy. Well, yes, uh, and I agree that if Ben Hunt is going to go, and depending where he goes, we don't know where he is going to go. We don't know how this is all going to play out yet. But if he is to leave either this year or even if he stays with the Dragons for the remainder of this year but then goes to another club in 24, that's still two years of his contract that he's not going to be playing at the Dragons. So, yes, I think the Dragons are entitled to some compensation. What that compensation is, I don't know. But, of course, I agree with you, Junior Smithy. They deserve something back for giving Ben Hunt, well, not giving Ben Hunt, but letting Ben Hunt go to another team. Now, whether the other team, if it was the Cowboys, say, they're not going to, oh, I'd be surprised if they let someone like Reese Robson go. But you do want like for like. Um, it, it's a really interesting one. Um, this Ben Hunt story and what is going to happen next. Daily Cherry Evans has laughed off suggestions Ben Hunt's contract saga has distracted Queensland uh, as Queensland abandoned the traditional siege mentality and embraced a new world as origin favourites. Um, so they are heavy favourites to win tomorrow night Queensland against New South Wales. Daily Cherry Evans has said, uh, you should see him. He's all over the shop. He's crying. No, he's fine. Ben City 3, been in the NRL for 15 years. He's a father and a very good footy player. He is a good person, and ultimately what he's going through is between him, his family, and the club. He hasn't that uh, he hasn't allowed that to distract himself or the team. If anything, it's given us something to tease him about. Uh, Queensland, firm favourites heading into State of Origin game number two, which, as I say, I think has gone slightly under the radar over the past couple of days, but, of course, it will be front of mind tomorrow along with the cricket, uh, depending on what happens there. Um, but we'll 
main focus tomorrow, of course, will be Origin on this show. I'll be getting all your predictions. But Queensland's firm favourites. Just back at club footy for a minute. And I referenced this yesterday morning. Uh, and this is good news for the Roosters and great news for Luke Keary. Uh, he could actually be playing this Sunday against the Raiders after being cleared of a fractured jaw. Now, X-rays cleared him of a broken jaw, as was feared from collecting the boot of Newcastle winger Dom Young. A curious screws and a plate in his jaw after breaking it in 2018, and the incident with Young may have knocked them loose. Uh, the veteran had a second round of scans on Monday, clearing him of any factual fractures and later took part in non-contact training. Uh, Roosters coach Trent Robinson said he would make a decision earlier uh, today after consulting with Kiri and the club's medical staff in regards to him playing this weekend. Uh, Billy Smith said yesterday, if he's available, then awesome. He's a world-class player and I love playing outside him. If not, then it's next man up mentality. We'll wait and see how he goes with scans. And then we'll go from there. We know Drew Hutchison came on to replace Kiri alongside uh, rookie Sandon Smith with the pair, doing enough to take out two valuable competition points uh, that um, has potentially breathed new life into their clunky campaign. We'll wait and see about that. But good news for Luke Kiri and good news for the Sydney Roosters that he'll be uh, cleared of any serious injury. Uh, whether he'll play this weekend or not, we'll have to wait and see, but shouldn't be out for too long. Uh, we'll finish off the show with all of your texts as well. 0457 736 736 1300 01 Open line number. Breakfast is not too far away. It is 10 and a half to 6. Yes, breakfast not too far away. Vossi and Trent Copeland in New South Wales, in Sydney and in Queensland. It'll be Pat and Heels after the six o'clock news. A bit of news from the Premier League before we finish off with your text. Bournemouth have sacked manager Gary O'Neill after just 37 games, despite the head coach helping them avoid Premier League relegation. O'Neill took charge as interim boss after the struggling side sacked Scott Parker back in August. But he turned things around in remarkable fashion and was given an 18-month deal in November, his first head coaching role. Uh, Bournemouth, they finished 15th, um, but he's still been sacked. Uh, owner and chairman Bill Foley saying it was a difficult decision. Gary's achievement last season is one I'll always be grateful for. This has been a difficult decision, but it has been made with great consideration to best possible position ourselves ahead of the coming season. So there you go. Uh, Gary O'Neill, Bournemouth manager, sacked. Uh, this one from Bolo. Good morning. Matt Lodge should have never have been reunited with the NRL after what happened in America. I definitely wouldn't want him at, uh, at my club, the Eels. Hopefully other clubs feel the same way, not because of his playing form, but just because of his off-field indiscretions. Thank you, Bolo. Uh, Manly Eels says Ben Hunt. Who? Thank you. Uh, Andy says, make uh, Ben Hunt play reserve grade the rest of the season, then let him go. Yes, there were a few texts to breakfast saying that yesterday. And this one, Dan, who cares where Ben Hunt goes? The only reason he's going up north is for more money. No other reason. That from Gary. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Been a fun show. Breakfast coming up. Patton Hills in Queensland and in Sydney through SEN 1170 AM. It is Vossi and Trent Copeland. Trent will wrap up the cricket. Lee Hatchben tell us. Michael Carianis as well with all the latest rugby league headlines. Origin preview tomorrow morning from 5am. I'll join you then. Looking forward to it. Breakfast follows the news. Have a good Tuesday.